The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brand you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right, we're back. Yesterday, Mike and I talked about the consumer slash marketplace scorecard for CMOs. I thought that was super cool how we can really hold ourselves accountable in a sophisticated manner and not just look at kind of the wrong KPIs or have people people's bonuses that hinge on the wrong thing, which destroys how you want to really grow the brand from the consumer out. But today we're going to get into how when Mike was at Best Buy, he aligned company KPIs with compensation. I think we're getting into some big topics. Again, who wants to spend the time on best SEO or best little tactic here and there when we can talk about some of the big things from a business perspective that can set us up for success. So, all right, let's get into it. Mike Linton, former Ancestry.com CMO, former eBay CMO, former Farmers Insurance CMO, former Best Buy CMO. Uh, we're going to get back into it. We're going to get back to school and we're going we're gonna to help CMOs get better at their job. So talk to us about aligning company KPIs. We kind of talked about it yesterday, but let's continue on aligning kind of company KPIs with even more specific compensation to get everyone kind of rowing in the same direction. What have you learned over the years and, and how do you train some of the CMOs that have been under you and other CMO coaching that you do to kind of set people up for success right off the bat when they get into a job? Uh, Scott, I guess I'll tell you how I think about it first and then how I hope my people think about it. And the way I think about it is the company is giving you usually significant money. In turn, they have a right for results to that money. What I try and prevent is each marketing department, like, you know, whether it's acquisition, brand, events, PR, retention, customer experience, you name it, looking at the customer just through their lens because the company really looks through the lens of sales and profit. And they're giving you that money to drive sales and profit. They're not giving you that money to come in and say, well, we got a ton of traffic, but it didn't turn into sales. Or we built the brand, but we missed the numbers this year. Or we missed the numbers this, we made the numbers this year, but we sacrificed all the investment in, you know, building a data lake or a loyalty program for next year. You have to be a steward of that money. And that to me is sales overnight, brand over time. And you want the team thinking that way versus each meeting being a conflict across functions. So I, I will almost always shift the pay plan to pay off of first company financials and second consumer measures. And then third, your individual functions contribution to that. Because I think I want people focused on the big story, not their individual story. Man, that's so relevant for me right now. And again, I'm a I'm a small little group of agencies, but I had a compensation consultant that I, I wanted to talk to to help align my team as well. And we did the same thing. It's company financials first, 
individual performance second. And then there's a, even for my high powered people, my C-suite people, it's CO discretionary third. Like, how are we doing? So that makes sense to me. And so I can imagine how many, are we talking like your VPs and, and VPs down? I, I, and like the whole to, I like to go down to the director. Okay. Because I, I think directors, you want them to get ready. You want them to have a chance to be VPs. But one of the hardest things I think about development is that jump from director to VP is super hard because usually you get to director because you're great at managing a specific thing. Like you're great at acquisition, you're great at brand development, you are great at BD or something, but suddenly you're VP and you want to be a, a C, you have to manage all these other functions. You're not mm-hmm. going to be great at managing all of them, but what I want you as a director, though, to be thinking of them so when you step into a bigger role, you kind of know what they do and that you have partnered with them to get some result versus just hand it off to them. Well, all right, I'm converting like crazy. Give me more traffic. I think you want to be talking about what is the best traffic we can get that converts and retains. And all of us should be talking about how to do that optimally. And I want you doing that as I actually I want everybody on the team doing that. But surely I want that as part of your responsibility, surely as a VP, but also as a director. In doing this, I mean, everyone feels like they're spending their own money and they got skin in the game to hit the goal. Look, like I said in the previous session, it's way easier said than done because everyone wants to feel great about what they do in their function and individually. And I want them to feel great about that. I just am always trying to have them ladder to a bigger story, which is why the company, in fact, gives you the money to spend. The company isn't buying each individual function. They're buying a a marketplace story that you're in charge of delivering. Can I go back to something you said? I I love how the compensation is going to directors and you're thinking about how we're grooming them for VPs and VPs to, you know, eventually CMOs. And I'm going to maybe say something unpopular, but I, I want your take on it. And I'm sure you've heard of the term Peter Principle. And I'm sure you've experienced when somebody's basically been promoted to their highest level of incompetency which I, I don't love the wording of Peter Principle. It's kind of mean. But I think we've all seen our career where people have risen to occasion, they're superstars, and then the next job they can't do. And I'm sure we've seen this, I'm sure CMOs that have getting, gotten chances from VPs up. Is there a way to prevent that? Or is that just part of the job? Is there, is there a better term that we can call that? <laughs> what are your thoughts about, about that? As I'm sure there's a lot of VPs and directors listening to the show. Well, here's what I think. I think, look, there's no doubt that you succeed early in your career by being great at something and understanding how it works precisely and managing the hell out of it. I think as you get higher, if you don't get practiced absorbing new functions and then coordinating functions, you will have a tendency to either lean on the function you know relentlessly or try and absorb every single function that works for you like the function you've been training on for years. Say you come out of search and you're great at search, you're going to try and certify brand and promotion and events and PR. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's not going to work. It's not going to work for you. You can't manage the agency like you manage. You can't manage the, the brand creatives like you manage search word buyers. And so my goal is for the directors to get practice at that so they can see what it's like and to be in meetings where they actually have to understand the other point of view and compensation is one way to do that. And also that the scorecard we talked about yesterday is another way to do that, which is 
we actually can't win just by optimizing your function. And, and a lot of times you can't win by optimizing each function because they don't actually coordinate well sometimes. And my goal is for the team to talk about that as hard as it is. So let me think, let me make sure I understand what you're saying. So you're a kick-ass PR person, or you're a kick-ass social media person or search person and, or analytics person. You're rising up through the ranks and you're going from director to VP or, or from manager to director. And what you're saying is really absorbing and understanding all the functions and how that's driving business is kind of the first step to that, to the leadership growth. And forget about managing people for a second, just put that aside. But that's really from that kind of manager to director where where you would like to train and optimize those kind of people. Is that Am I hearing that correctly? Yeah. And here's how I would say it. Marketing is the least homogeneous function in the company. You know, if I have HR people, they're essentially doing kind of the same HR job and finance is very similar. Marketing is very different. Let's say you come out of PR brand and suddenly you're in charge of CRM and search. Well, if you've never thought about it, and you've never interfaced very much with it, and you've never had to compromise with it, it is going to be really hard to manage it. And it is, it wants, and when you step into it, at least wants you to think that you understand it some versus that you are now going to try and make it into this homogeneous function because you come from that. And you see this a lot, honestly, when you see the analytic marketer get promoted into the CMO job, particularly if there's tremendous financial pressure, say with private equity or something else, where they will try and mathify everything. Mm-hmm. I've seen this happen so much, especially five years ago where every analytics whiz was moving up the company and every digital whiz was moving up the company really fast because everyone was excited about that skill set. And everything was... Every single little piece of everything is is analyzed and it, it was like analysis by paralysis. Well, I think you're going to crush some of the long-term softer things like brand building or PR. And, you know, I like to think when Nike decided to sponsor Michael Jordan or whatever, they didn't actually try and project out 30 years of shoe sales. And if you want innovation, one of the things that happens, on it, believe me, I think a ton of analytics should become CMOs. And I think the job is, the CMO job is at least 70% analytics. And if, if you can't do the analytics, you're not going to probably last very long as a CMO. But you ought to be able to manage the creative part of it and the long-term part of it too. If you could mathify it, you wouldn't need any of this. <laughs> a lot of this is judgment and it has long-term efforts. And if you want to innovate, you can't mathify it. You can guess. You can put a forecast together, but you're not going to, no matter how many mathletes you have, you are not going to truly forecast an innovative idea. And you can't math it, but because you can't math it, you also shouldn't kill it. You should figure out a way to test it. And I I think if you have not practiced with some of the long-term things or PR or brand or the creative or true innovation, and you come straight out of measurement and they give you all of that, it's going to be harder for you because you haven't thought about it in any way except for the, I just, I do great math and I'm creative with math and I'm fabulous with math. I will apply that to every function just like I've done. And that makes it tough. Same the other side, when the brand people take over and they don't want to get into the math and I'm making uh, broad generalizations here, but they don't want to get into the math. Well, that's a bad, that's a bad thing. 
the math always matters. So a multidisciplinary skill set and broad-based kind of business thinking really sets you up for success. I, and I'm, I'm trying to generalize a little bit, but yeah. Well, I think, I think if you've practiced with more things, it's better for you. Yeah. And, if, and if compensation is involved, you have a tendency to practice. <laughs> uh, and, and if you want to be a CMO, you ought to want that. You ought to want to understand the other functions because you're not going to be as good of a CMO if you don't. Is there a school or I know you train a lot of CMO, like where should, like what sort of resources are out there for people that want to get better at the craft of corporate brand marketing? My friend, uh, there's, there's a bunch of us that are in CMO coaches. But I think it's not a really well-trained function unless you're at the consumer goods companies or some of the other places where marketing is more of a generalist. And I think a lot depends on who you, the company and the situation and the people you end up working for and with matter a lot. And I learned a lot about marketing by working for people that were GMs of businesses but had a lot of tolerance to help me understand how marketing might fit into that business. And then I learned a huge amount as a general manager early in my career as a GM at Progressive. And when you're paid completely off the P&L, a lot of things take a different flavor. And also when you're, when you have people counting on your, all you have to have is one time in your career. And sadly, I've had more than one where you make a bad judgment as a GM and you have to let people go because you've outhired the business. It makes you think a lot more about the business, the direction, and then how you're training people and how you're thinking about it. I love what you're saying. And I, I just can relate a lot. And I think looking at even my own career, the better understanding I got of, again, multiple functions within marketing and the better I got as a finance person of, of the numbers of agency business, the number of my client business, I think that's where some growth I've had. So I hear what you're saying in terms of be a good business person, be a well-rounded person. And that's the people that are going to succeed in this very tough job. And also, let's be super clear. The universal language of business, regardless of country, industry, or anything, is financial. And if you can't speak financial, yeah, you can still succeed, but it's way easier to succeed if you can speak financial. And speaking it doesn't mean just talking about it. It means understanding it. And then if you can write your marketing into the financial story, you have a lot more credibility. But if you are just looking at the one function or two functions you got trained in, and then you take over as CMO, and you are going to explain everything through that one functional lens, it's going to be a lot harder. And I, I will also say, I want my agencies to be able to, to speak financial as well. Yes, I found finally a creative that can do that. And I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's end again here. I, I'm going to beg you to come back probably in another month. And maybe we have like a CMO corner or CMO update or CMO learning center or something. Because I, I man, every time I'm on these calls or these Zooms or whatever we call them, uh, I'm learning. And I know some other people out there are. Uh, where can people find more information on you? I know you have your podcast and you're putting out a ton of content on LinkedIn and on YouTube. Uh, could you let people know where to find more information on on some of the content you're putting out for CMOs, Mike? Oh, sure. Thank you for that. It's uh, The show is called CMO Confidential. I'm bringing on CMOs, heads of agencies, private equity, venture capitalists to talk about how to do the job. The Probably the easiest way to find... You can find me on LinkedIn, but also the podcasts are up on SoundCloud Apple, Spotify, and also I'm, I'm open to suggestions for topics that would help people and 
that would help marketers and agencies learn more because I'm pretty passionate about the function and I want it to succeed. <laughs> so I, we can see that. And I'm going to challenge myself on some of these topics. And yeah, I'm definitely going to check out more on your podcast, CMO Confidential. Thanks again for coming on, Mike. Mike Linton, former CMO at A Million Places we already talked about. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Scott. And again, subscribe. And if you know someone in marketing that's tired of the books or struggling in their job or wants to really do something big in their job, and they're going to conferences, they're really in that stage of education and uh, educating themselves, this is the podcast for them. So hit that subscribe button, tell them about it. We're, we're just growing this organically. And again, we're, we're going to try to bring the best people possible. Big thanks to guys like Mike who spend their time to help us get better. But that's it for today. Uh, remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. <laughs>